Welcome to the Word Podcast. The Lord God has given us His Word. Let us learn it. Let us live it. Let us rejoice in it. Spread the Word. Blessings, everybody. This is Dale. Thank you so much for joining with me today on the Word Podcast. Tell you what, we're in Colossians chapter 4, and I think we're going to bring it to the end today if I don't talk too much, right? <laughs> Uh, we're seeing where Paul, and this is one of these uh, letters, where he gives an extended uh, final greeting, an extended <coughs> goodbye to folks. But in the midst of this, folks, he, he communicates things. He tells us things. He shares things. He instructs, commands, etc. So let's begin with verse 10 here, and we'll see if we can finish. Verse 10 says, Aristarchus, my fellow prisoner, sends you his greetings. And also, Barnabas's cousin, Mark, and then he says parenthetically, about whom you received instructions. If he comes to you, welcome him. So you see what Paul is saying. He said, I've got a fellow prisoner here, and he says hi to y'all. And he says also, Barnabas's son, John, this is John Mark. Well, that gives us some insight to all the stuff you see about Paul and Silas, Silas and Barnabas and John Mark over in Acts, right? And he told the church here, he says, hey, if he comes to you, welcome him. There's a, a passage in Acts that, you know, uh, Paul's pretty put out with John Mark. And you think he's irritated with him the rest of his life. No, no, no. Verse 11 continues. And also Jesus, Jesus, who is called Justice. These are the only fellow workers for the kingdom of God who are from the circumcision. And they have proved to be an encouragement to me. So he's saying, saying that where he is right now, where he is in prison, that these are the only ones that are actually saved out of the Jews. Okay? And he said, but they've been a great encouragement to him. Verse 12, Epaphras, who is one of your number, in other words, from among you, a bond slave of Jesus Christ, sends you his greetings, always laboring earnestly for you in his prayers, that you may stand perfect and fully assured in all the will of God. So look what you learn about Epaphras here. This is also likely the same guy you see in other letters, Epaphroditus. Okay? He was always laboring for them in his prayers. And what was he praying for? That you may stand perfect. Well, that sounds sort of cool, but it literally means this. That word stand means to stand firm. And then the word perfect means complete or mature. So he was wanting them to stand firm in their completeness in the Lord. He wanted them to stand firm in their maturity in the Lord and to be fully assured in all the will of God. That's what he prayed for them, and he labored over that prayer for him. And Paul is the one who testifies to this. Verse 13, For I testify for him, that's Epaphras, that he has a deep concern for you and for those who are in Laodicea and Hierapolis. So he knew the region. He's from the region, and he had a deep concern and Paul communicated that. So y'all need to know that this bond slave of the Lord Jesus Christ, who's one of you, is really laboring for you in prayer. Verse 14, Luke, the beloved gospel, sends you his greetings and also Demas. So you see that Luke is with him. Demas is with him. You find out some who are traveling with Paul. You find out some who believed in the various places where he was, and they're saved. Verse 15, Greet the brethren who are in Laodicea and also Nympha and the church that is in her house. 
in her. There's a big debate over this because nympha, or it can also be nymphos, which would be masculine. So is this a man? Is this a woman? I think it's a lady. It's likely a lady. And the church actually met in her or in their house, and she and her husband's house. That is the pattern that you see of where the church is supposed to meet, folks, and how they're supposed to meet. Verse 16. When this letter is read among you, so that gives us insight right there, is how the letter was presented. These letters would have come in and would have been read among the congregation. They've been read to the congregation. And you get some pretty major hints. I think it's maybe at the end of Corinthians, that letter, that whoever is bringing the letter was often actually uh, coached and trained by Paul or whoever was writing the letter as to how to present the letter. It's nearly as if they were acted out. In other words, when you're reading the letter, that there would be points of emphasis, there would be points of uh, uh, understanding, and then Paul, the writer, whoever it was, would explain what is meant by that. So it's more than just stand up and reading a cold letter, far more. So he's saying this, when this letter is read among you, oh, one more thing. Also, they would have uh, been able, you know, they'd make copies of it, they'd keep it themselves, they would read it among themselves individually too. So when this letter is read among you, have it also read in the church of the Laodiceans. And you, for your part, read my letter that is coming from Laodicea. Now, there's another letter that's coming from Laodicea. Was this letter also coming from another church? In other words, it had gone from one church to the next church, and perhaps we have that letter? I don't know. More than likely, what it looks like is a letter that was written to the church of Laodicea. And Paul says, hey, share this with the folks over there, okay, in Colossus. Share it with them. He's saying the same thing here. Share this letter with the Laodiceans. Then verse 17 and 18, last two verses. Say the Archippus, take heed to the ministry which you have received in the Lord, that you may fulfill it. So is Archippus sort of the, the leader here? Likely. The idea be that he may continue to fulfill what he's doing and to give heed to it. He was always encouraging the folks that were in the role of leadership in these various portions of the body of Christ to keep pressing on, to give close attention to it. Then the last verse. I, Paul, write this greeting with my own hand. Uh, that was his way of uh, sealing it and proof that he was actually who he said he was, okay? Because there were a lot of people that were writing in the name of Paul, writing in the name of Peter, and that's not who they really were. And then Paul would have somebody that, that he would dictate this to. Uh, that's one of the reasons that we're thinking that he might have had a problem with his eyesight and the way that he ends some of these letters. So he wrote this last part, the greeting with his own hand. And then he says this, remember my imprisonment. Grace be with you. He literally said, hey, remember my bonds. Remember that I am imprisoned right now. But give heed to everything I've said. And then he speaks grace upon them the same way he starts, the same way he ends. This letter to Colossus, to the Colossians, is of high, high, high value uh, to us today. We would do very well to reread to spend time to meditate <clears throat> upon the truths that are here. I encourage you to go back and just get one of the Bible apps, one of the Bible programs you can find on the computer or your phone, and that'll read it back to you, you know, and just listen to it. Listen to it several times. Uh, don't listen to it to the point to where you're not paying attention to it, okay? <laughs> but in various ways, listen to it, and then read it, and read it in different uh, uh, 
translations, you know, different English versions. If you're reading another language, read it in that language. But read it over and over. And as you do each time, ask the Lord to reveal more of his truth. And he is faithful, and he will do exactly that. Well, again, I'm Dale. Thank you so much for your time, and I'll see you in the next episode.